force and the forces with me. I'm one with the force, the forces with me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is Thursday night. Welcome to the GNN Cantina Happy Hour, where the drinks are smooth and frosty. My name's David. I am your host. We're going to spend this hour talking about Star Wars, Star Wars, and nothing but Star Wars. But before we do, with me as always is Debbie. How are you, Debbie? I'm good. Glad it's Thursday. I didn't. Hey. I only got two hours sleep last night because I got stuck out in the street. And the snow. <laughs> I had to shovel the driveway. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, From all the we, snow we got. We, we we got a whole bunch of snow too. It was like 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 a quarter of an inch maybe. And it was gone by the next day. Yeah, we it got about gone, eight I, or nine. I mean like I got <laughs> up and went I went to work in the morning and it was gone. So Yeah, we got eight or nine. Our the uh county closed down all non essential or non emergency offices so we were out of there at 12 30 but it still nice. took me forever to get home and i only live across town so yeah fun times <laughs> see if you lived across town and you were in my neck of the woods in the dallas area across town's like an hour drive oh, so, no. <laughs> just so you know. it's like a 10 15 minute drive normally but it took me a lot longer and then when i tried to pull into my driveway it has a little bit of a slope and I only got halfway up, and then I tried to back out. And when I got out in the street to try and get some more momentum, uh, yeah, I got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> I had to call my son and, hey, come out. You got to shovel me out. I'm in the middle of the street. <laughs> oh, and was he a Wonderful. good son? Wonderful. Was he a good son and did that for you? Oh. Oh. He did. And then uh, we were trying to shovel at least part of the driveway so I could get up to the driveway and uh, uh, there's an older man who lives on the very corner and we heard the snow plow or not plow snow blower going well I thought he was doing his driveway but he came down the sidewalk and he did our driveway oh nice yeah I'm like thank you (laughs) you're my son now (laughs) also with us tonight is cam cam is not cam is not in focus tonight but he's on his He's driving his car. Yes, he will I'm... be around. How are you, Cam? Coming at you guys live from the front seat of my automobile. <laughs> Cam happens to catch us most Thursday nights when he's driving home. So, Not most Thursday nights. I'd say maybe it's a good, maybe, huh. I don't know, 15%. But, okay. yeah, I've, 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 I ended up having to work. Uh, one of the other nurses I work with uh, went to a basketball game in Georgia. And so he asked me to work for him today. I was like, well, overtime, that sounds nice. I'm not going to argue with it. Well, we just had another episode of The Bad Batch. Mm hmm. Mm hmm is right. I again was not, I get another filler episode, in my opinion. This was not an arc or anything. This was a very self-contained story and just something to have them do. No real character development or anything like that that I noticed. 
it was just they were just speaking of which we're going to be talking about spoilers so if you haven't seen it yet go watch it first and then come back and watch our replay so uh well i'll see myself out then <laughs> <laughs> I, so, I thought it was a like you said it wasn't anything massively important but it, i thought it was a fun episode i when it when it got about halfway through all i could think of was this is like a combo of indiana jones goonies and war of the worlds i'm i'm glad you said that because (laughs) we were i was watching it with luke and i don't know it was probably about halfway through i said this is raiders of the lost ark they're they're remaking Raiders of the Lost Ark. He's and, like, what do you mean? I'm like, so, if they get chased by a big boulder, I'm gonna be mad. Even they some of the did. music, some of the music was very Indiana Jones like. Yeah, uh, it was, and I it. I listen to soundtracks all day at work on my Pandora. That's all I listen to, and it's usually mostly all John Williams. But yeah, I could have sworn there were some little, just little tidbits. Of Indiana Jones music in there. I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it and say that's probably true because I thought the same thing. I was uh, watching a bunch of it and I was just like, "Oh, is that the music from Raiders when he's walking through the and he's doing the Staff of Raw thing?" Uh, <laughs> it's awful close. It's awful close. But yeah, it was just a. Again, I was, I was looking at it. I mean. What, when did Hunter get so dark and brooding, too? I think I he mean, was just mostly annoyed. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, he, he seemed kind of um, kind of put off by everything. But, I mean, yeah, he, he's always been a little bit on the broody side. But, I mean, th- this episode, he, he went full, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> and and maybe, maybe he's getting tired of these side quest because that seems to be all that they do uh, that honestly i was thinking that too because uh I, I was watching it and i was like okay yeah it's self-contained it's just a little story within the story and i'm like this is like one of the side quests in a video game that mm-hmm. really has no you you don't need it to complete the game but if you're going for completion and you want to do 100 percent of the game you need to do this dumb little side quest and, so, and see, that's exactly what I was thinking, too. At the end of the episode, when um, when Fee is telling him about this other treasure that she wants to go after, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but what happens if they go after it uh, after it next week? It's just, it's All of a sudden, it's become an arc. Oh, my. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, so see, uh, at, at first, I was kind of, you know, annoyed that, you know, oh, it's, it's another one of those. They solve the puzzle by looking through things. You know, we didn't get enough of that with, you know, uh, you know, the rise of Goonies. But, uh, <laughs> but, the, but I mean, the, the, the objects that they went through so much hardship to find, you know, the heart of the mountain, it melted away. And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, oh, well, OK, well, this maybe this is something that's going to, you know, help them out in later episodes. But nope, it's gone. So and and. So- they kept saying the heart of the mountain, heart of the mountain, and I swear, I was gonna lose my cool if if one of them had said, "Well, we're going after what the heart of the mountain?" Yes, it's called the Arkenstone. I would have been like, <laughs> "No." <laughs> and 
no, no bad. That's a that's a Lord of the Rings reference there. Uh, that, that, it's a Hobbit thing. It's the Arkenstone. No bad Star Wars stealing from Lord of the Rings. How dare you? Well, I, and and I, I I don't play video games. I mean, my my kids do. I don't because I'm not very good at it, and I'm always embarrassed when I try to play video games. But I've seen a lot of uh, TikTokers today saying that the mech, I guess, the big metal dinosaur thing, yeah, yeah, the mech um, was very reminiscent of Jedi Fallen Order. I didn't. I, I, I didn't. I didn't. I played like the first two levels. Uh, well, the the shape of the mech is very similar to uh, I forget. I didn't write down the name because I was on my phone and I didn't have any paper on me. But um, yeah, one of the levels, I guess, they come across an ancient species. They're very tall and they have very long limbs and their head shape is kind of the same, pretty similar to what that machine was and they also have the same power of uh, they do it with their hands but you know that plasma burst that comes out uh that's very reminiscent of the same same thing so people were kind of wondering is is this going to be related somehow to um what's his name cal kestis yep um if it's related to the game somehow, is it going to come well, back kept, around? And they kept saying that it was, um, it's old, it's old. I kept, I kept waiting for him to uh throw something in as uh, it's the High Republic, like trying to tie the High Republic in. Well, I think they were saying that was even older than that. Williams, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, the High Republic period is like, like. 300 years or so before Skywalker uh, and supposedly oh. this uh this whatever mech or heart of the mountain or Arkenstone whatever it is it's like uh, a thousand years <laughs> according to our boy Tink it's at least a thousand years old so Tink see Omega got on my nerves in this one too because she was just it, it that whole uh I'm excited, bouncing around. Oh, let's let's just go off haphazard and do something. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. She, she she was doing that thing again where she repeats what people are doing and saying. Yeah. And, and it, it, it was cute at first, you know, back in season one, but uh, but now it just feels kind of like, I don't know, kind of tired. How old is she supposed to be? Is she still in her preteens or um, my younger? I, S would be maybe 12. 12? I would have put her at 12 or 13 myself, maybe. And, and probably... I don't like, remember being that giddy when I was 12. Probably like 9 or 10 years old uh, in the first season. And then I'm going to call two or three years passing between seasons. So she's grown up a little bit, but not... Not, not enough. <laughs> Not enough. She hasn't reached. She hasn't reached an Ahsoka level of maturity. 
Oh boy. Now, now see that right there. That's all we need. Next season, her hair is going to grow out even longer and Hunter's going to come up to her and say, your hair could use some snips. <laughs> Looks like William started watching his, his my Andor watch fest tonight. Uh, giving it another try, William. That one's that's a long watch fest because each one of those episodes was close to close an, to hour. an hour. Yeah, and that's twelve episodes at least. I thought about doing a rewatch of Mando before. Oh, I March. already have. Well, fact, I have it. No, let me take that back. I started it. No, no, I did finish it the other day. I finished it the other day. Yeah, season two. Awesome. Awesome. Except for Luke. I mean, Luke was awesome, but that CGI Luke looked like something off of a PlayStation 2 video game. <laughs> That's why they didn't have him move his face very much. <laughs> I guess not. So. Anyway. Um, yeah, the, the, unfortunately, there's not really much to unwrap with this episode. No, there's not. there's really not. It's it's it, the, the whole episode really even played like a video game. I mean, <clears throat> you, you know, like you, you get to your quest area, you solve a puzzle to get in, you fight some monster, and then you fight the boss at the end. But but, but, but I mean, even even still, it was it was it was almost like Indiana Jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull. And when I say that, I mean, no, well, with Indiana Jones and the, and, <laughs> you know, they, they went to go find things and it was like, Oh, well we need to go look for this thing. Now in the other movies, it was, you know, it was a big chore to go look for the, we got to go find the little golden idol, but we got to go through all the little traps and everything with the crystal skull. It was almost like, well, we've got to go to Peru and look through these caves. Oh, look, it's right there on the ground. Let's just take it. I mean, there was nothing to it. It was like, there's no there's no traps. There's no nothing. You had the one little kid that was jumping around shooting darts at him. And that was about it. And it was like, uh, you're really taken from Indiana Jones. And this was kind of the same thing to where it was almost like, oh, we can figure this out and it'll take us like two seconds. And I know you got to cram it into a 30-minute episode well 24 24 minutes because an average tv 30 minute tv show is actually 24 minutes and six minutes of that is commercials so it, i don't know it was just a. It, it, it was almost like looking at it i could say okay here's the next level of the video game here's what you have to do in the next level yeah I think uh, there was, I was trying to remember what movie I was watching the other day that it was like, oh, here's the next level of the video game. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, they made this yeah. movie to make a video game. That's exactly well, what they did. When I'm watching these episodes, I mean, you, you guys know that my main complaint with, with season one was that none of the characters got an arc. So I'm, as I'm watching these episodes, I'm watching them like a hawk trying to figure out what happens in these episodes that's going to create any lasting experience for them. And yeah, it's a, it's all just adventure of the day. Uh, I'm, and I, I mean that the, the character fee, you know, play, played by Wanda Sykes. I mean, she, she's endlessly lovable. I love Wanda Sykes. Uh, and the, the character has a decent amount of charisma, but like, who is she? I mean, yeah. well, we didn't, 
we didn't really get an introduction to her other than have overhearing her talking to Sid. And I'm not, I'm not asking for every detail of a character to be laid out on, on a silver platter for me, you know, right off the bat. But I mean, nothing. Well, we've seen her for two episodes now, and still nothing about her is interesting. Besides, she over embellishes all her stories. Hmm. Oh, well, basically... and, she, and she's voiced by Wanda Sykes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, she she tells all these grand stories. I mean, she's basically just Wanda Sykes, Jack Sparrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, sure. I, I I guess she did warn the boys against uh, Sid that you know she'll Sid's gonna betray you at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. I got to hop off for just one minute. Uh, okay. I just got to bring a couple of boxes in my car. I'm still in the process of moving, so okay. uh, let me get off for like two minutes. I'll be right back on. Cool. Kind of like, I will have to take your word for that. I I watched Dragon Ball Z, and I love Dragon Ball Z, and Dragon Ball Super kind of lost me. I'll take your word for it. I didn't watch that. That was my youngest son's biggest Dragon Ball Z. Oh, I love Dragon Ball Z. I had to sit to two or three movies. (laughs) Take him to the theater so he could see Dragon Ball Z. Anyway, oh, wait, um, maybe that was Pokemon. I don't remember. It was one of those things. <laughs> one of those crummy things. They all they're all the same to me. <laughs> and somewhere out there there's a Pokemon enthusiast or Dragon Ball Z enthusiast going, No, Debbie, how dare you? Sorry. Yeah, he he collected, I think we still got him. Um, I got him in a binder thing where you can uh, with the sheets that you can stick individual cards i think we've got all the sets see sell them sell them those things i mean even though they're old and you can't use them anymore because you know they come out with new cards and new rules and it's like oh you can't use these sets of cards anymore man collectors we luke luke had some he had like two or three binders worth and a small box and he put them on a garage sale table for like 10 bucks for the set. And he was just like, I just want, you know, 10 to $12 just so I can get something else. And we set it out on a garage sale. We had three or four people fighting over who got there first so that they could have the cards. I was like, are you serious? Luke said, I should have put it. I should have asked for more money. I probably would have got it. And I was like, yeah, you probably should have. <laughs> Yeah, I got a couple of binders of uh, sports cards, too. I used to collect back in the day. I got about two or three binders just full of sports cards. So, anyway, speaking of, let's go back to the Bad Batch, because they're there. And we're supposed to be talking about them. Um, Yeah, I, I mean... Something else that I, I think is missing out of this season is there's no real threat at this point. I mean, there's nothing has, has shown itself. With the first season, you knew that Crosshair was a threat. And he and it kept going back and forth between them and what he was doing with the Empire and you know how the 
he is conforming to the Empire while the others are not conforming to the Empire, things like that. And with this season so far, there, there's, I mean, we had the one episode with Crosshair, and we know he's still there, but there's just no... It's not like they're, uh, oh my gosh, we got to duck the Empire. It's more like, a, well, we got to go on another. Yeah, I keep thinking that adventure. at some point the Empire is going to realize that they are still alive. Because I think at this point they think they're dead. Um, I mean, Crosshair. Well, I, I'm trying to think if Crosshair knows or not. He does. He He's the one that got loose at the end of season one. Okay. I couldn't remember, but uh, eventually I think they're going to be found out. Well, you would think um, just to bring that level of threat up in the show. And I think at some point that'll be when uh, Crosshairs is going to have to make, you know, a big decision. Do I stay loyal to my brothers or... Do I stay loyal to the Empire and, and screw being, you know, good, honestly, good soldiers uh, follow orders, you know, throw that out the window. And based on what happened, not this, not last episode, but the episode before that, the Crosshair episode, um, where he was basically being shunned by even the clones. He was mm -hmm. being shunned by the stormtroopers and the, the clones that were still around. He, um, he may be rethinking things himself yeah you know he's he's gonna have his redemption arc of oh you know uh clone force 99 were the only ones that never shunned me yeah we were actually talking about um how there's no there's really so far this season there's no like lingering threat nothing nothing is nothing is there lurking in the shadows getting ready to either overtake them or add to the story basically instead you're getting like you said an adventure of the week kind of thing yeah i mean we have that one uh that one imperial officer who shot the clone and uh spoke to the crosshair at the end of crosshair's episode but again i mean he's not a villain that we know anything about i, do, I mean do we even know his name rampart Ram yeah. oh well i forgot that shows you how much i care about him so far <laughs> <laughs> but but i mean i got like what what's he gonna do to, to to our heroes what has he done to our heroes so far nothing we're we're five episodes in and we don't have a, a main villain yet no exactly you're you're spot on and well i think the episode that um he killed the one the one clone because that um Wilco. I was trying to think what his name was. Uh, he told Rampart that, you know, the, the Force 99 is still alive, and he's like, well, yeah, we're not putting that on the report because they died on Camino." So, he knows, but you know, it would probably look bad on his service record if they managed to escape and whatever, but I, I was kind of hoping... The Bad Batch would be more involved with like sabotaging the Empire at, at any chance they could. 
Uh, seeing them basically kind of help start the rebellion, if you will. Or at least start that cell of the rebellion. Or whatever sector they're in. Yeah. New Hope. What Star Wars show or movie made you a Star Wars fan? A New Hope. Well, back then it wasn't called New Hope when I was nah, raised. Yeah. It was just called <laughs> Star Wars. But, yeah, I'm that well, old. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, yeah, you guys already know that my introduction to Star Wars back when I was five years old in 1997 was Return of the Jedi. So Five years old, uh, 1997. Yeah, you're just a puppy. So did you go see, was it the special edition? I think it was. Um uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't get to see the original Cantina concert scene. Oh, <laughs> or not Cantina, but you the, know, uh, Jabba's, Jabba's Palace. Palace. Yeah, but yeah, got, mine was a New Hope. We had the, the, in fact, the little girl that lived down the street from. I lived in a little tiny town called Crandall, Texas. Crandall, and it was population like sixteen hundred. So it was like a tiny, tiny town, right? And the girl that lived like two or three houses down from us owned a VCR. And that was a huge, huge deal to own a VCR. Because nobody, I mean, you're talking early, early 80s, right? Nobody had a VCR. If you had one that you were like, you were like, oh, you're rich because you've got a VCR. Ooh. We weren't rich, but we had one. But and we, we uh, when Star Wars finally came out on HBO, we recorded it. They bought a copy of it. They had a purchased copy. I was like, and that was like the only movie that they owned was Star Wars. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have a purchased copy, but we just. We just recorded it off HBO and then just watched it till the tape till the tape wore out. (laughs) Now, now, see, I got you beat because when I finally got a when I finally got a VCR and we and I was able to record it, I had to record it off of network TV, so it came on like ABC or NBC, one of those. But this was probably 1985 or 1986, maybe, and so. For a long time, that was the only copy I had was one that I had recorded off TV, commercials and all. I had all the, the, the classic commercials on there. Loved it. It was great. And then I got, like, in 1989, 88 or 89, I got the box set with all three of the movies. So. Nice. Yes, very cool. And now I'm old, too. <laughs> Yeah, I was feeling it today after shoveling the driveway yesterday. <laughs> Thinking about starting a GoFundMe page to get me a snowblower. <laughs> nice. Only the rich people have snowblowers. So Debbie. Yeah, they're expensive. They're she like had a VCR and a snowblower. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I'll be, I'll be sure to uh, scroll past your GoFundMe page. Agent, maybe think about sharing it later. <laughs> he says, I bet that box set was sweet. You're darn right it was. And in fact, I still got it. I'll bring it on the show one of these days. I think I still have mine. I'm not sure. And I'm not sure which one it is. I don't know if it's the original 
set or if it's the freaking special editions. I used to have all of them. And I have a humongous box in my front room behind the couch that has all my DVDs in it. I just don't have anywhere to put them. I've got, I own, here's how bad I am. I own my box set from 1989 or whatever. I own a box set that was the THX remastered editions that came out in 1996, I want to say, 95, 96, somewhere in there. Um, I have the widescreen edition of the THX remastered versions. I have a full and widescreen edition of the special editions on VHS. I have a widescreen edition of the special editions on DVD with a special bonus features disc. I've got all three of the original movies on Laserdisc. I've got episode one on VHS, a special edition. And I've got, uh, I don't have episode two, which I think was the last one that they actually put on uh, VHS. But then, of course, I've got everything in DVD and everything in Blu-ray as well. So the only format I'm missing, and my brother has said he's going to find this for me and, and get it for me one day, is the Betamax copies of the movies. Why do I think I, I had the VHS. Why do I need the Betamax? Because why not? You won't be able to play them unless you have a beta machine. They don't make those anymore unless you can find an old one at a thrift shop or a pawn Good shop. Good luck with that even. Because, Cam, if you don't know, Betamax was like... Um, so VHS, <laughs> We're really showing our age. <laughs> yeah. So VHS and Betamax came out about the same time. It was uh -huh. like Blu-ray and HD DVD. And one of them was bound to take over the other one and the other one would just kind of fall to the wayside and Betamax was the one that, that fell by the wayside it, it was around for a couple of years and then it just kind of died because everybody was buying VHS mm -hmm. so Betamax <laughs> there you go that is me with anime I got a bunch of anime box sets Uh, yeah, well, I'm a, I I just have everything on DVD, not not DVD, uh, Blu-ray. <laughs> you know, I I, th I think I used to have uh, the Star Wars original trilogy on VHS. Couldn't tell you what the hell happened to them though. I mean, they're, they're, this is going back to when I was a little little kid. Yeah, I probably didn't understand the value and gave them to somebody or something. <laughs> Loaned them to somebody, never got them back. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, um, well, I'm, I mean, <laughs> a few years back, I, I, I loaned a friend of mine uh, Iron Man 2 on Blu-ray. And I just realized like a few a few months ago that I never got it back. And I'm like, oh, that's OK. It's Iron Man 2. <laughs> but it's Sam Rockwell. <laughs> Sam Rockwell. He's going to be important in Armor Wars coming up, I'm sure. Oh, we can only hope. <laughs> it's also Iron Man 2, so. <laughs> Okay, fine. <laughs> anyway. Did you guys... Oh, we got another one. Uh, William, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say emphatically, my father was a, 
My father was not an in-the-closet Star Wars lover. My father was a lover of all things Star Wars. He's not as uh, big a fanatic as I am, but he saw, he did see the movie. The, he did see Star Wars in the theater like umpteen gazillion times. He went a lot. And um, so when I was a kid, that was an excuse for him to buy the toys was, oh, I'm not buying this for me. I'm buying it for my kids. Yeah, see, see, I've got all this. Stuff. So I had, there you go. I had a huge, huge collection of the original vintage stuff. Um, I had two or three AT-ATs. I had Dagobah. I had the Star Destroyer playset. I had the Death Star playset. I had almost all of the figures. I had 10 or 15 Stormtroopers. I had legions of Stormtroopers. You know, if, if there was more than one in the movie, then I could have more than one. But if I ever ended up with like two or three Greedos, it's like, okay, we got to get rid of these Greedos because there was only one Greedo in the movie, right? You know, one Han Solo, right? Right. So, um, but eventually it gave way to, um, I wish you could see my Lego room. I used to have a whole shelf dedicated strictly to the old toys, but I needed room for my Lego. So they got packed up and put in a box and tossed in a closet. And one day, a few, probably about a year ago, I was like, you know what? These are not doing me any good. They're not doing anybody any good. I'm going to sell them to a collector who's going to like them and play with them. And I sold my entire collection, all my old stuff, everything. Wow. Had a, had a uh, shuttle, the, the, the Lambda class shuttle, the shuttle Tidarium. Man, I had a bunch bunch of stuff but that's it's in the past i do not i regret nothing (laughs) i I didn't collect the toys my uh my kids well the boys they uh they have figurines and whatnot my oldest one he has a bookshelf that's just filled with the figurines Star Wars figurines and are these uh, the the original ones or are these like the the mid nineties re releases? Probably re releases because he was born in eighty seven, so uh but he was born in the dark times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't get the uh, the Luke Skywalker figure that looks like a Ken doll. <laughs> um now the, the when the movies first came out they didn't have toys and it for christmas so i did get my brother dave got me the movie soundtrack vinyl which i still have i still have hey. my vinyl in fact i was i've been looking for because i own the vinyl soundtrack for star wars and i own the vinyl for empire but I don't own Jedi. I need the vinyl for Jedi. Oh my God. And I do have like um, lithographs. uh, That, that one with uh, Vader coming out of the fire. That's uh, David, somebody Dorman. And then of course I got the movie poster, but out in the front room, I have six, lithograms that are done by the uh hildebrand brothers oh 
Nice. That that poster back there, I've got that poster. It's hanging up over there. And then next to it, I've got the um, Phantom Menace poster. And then behind me on the wall back there, other way, not those ones. Those, yeah, this one. That is the. Uh, uh, it's a Yoda poster, but it's the it's a photo mosaic, photo mosaic poster. Mm -hmm. So all the different, it's got all the different. If you go look at it, it's like bunches of little pictures from Star Wars and things like that. And then of course my Lego one. Not Lego. This was this uh, Last Jedi and Force Unleashed or Force Awakens from uh, that was Force Friday in 2015 and 2017 when they did the big Star Wars release. I was first in line at Toys R Us both of those years. Hey, there you go. So I was all kinds of excited. Force Friday, great. Yeah, we had all the video games. Um. I'm trying to think. I think it was Nintendo 64. It had the Pod Racer game. Pod Racer yep. game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we had that. We have Shadows then, of the Empire. Shadows of the Empire was on the 64. Yes, yeah. we had that. And then I had to pay out the butt. I can't remember where I got it from. Probably China. I had to order it from China because it was the only place you could find it was the Air of the Empire uh, soundtrack. Oh, yes. yes, yes my yes. my oldest son wanted that so bad, and you couldn't find it around here, so I had to pay an arm and a leg to get it from wherever, China, Korea. I don't know where it was, but it was expensive. And he still has <laughs> Thank God he still has it. <laughs> Cam? Um... Oh well, well, I guess, yeah, I guess we are talking about Star Wars merch, aren't we? I guess I should pipe in. Well, so hey, uh, the Bad Batch is, is done. That was yeah, my filler episode. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. So uh, I didn't really start collecting Star Wars merchandise until I think just before the release of The Force Awakens. I mean, I had had, uh, I, I, I had the movies on DVD at the time, and uh, I had, uh, I, I had. Uh, the Force Unleashed. I had the Ultimate Sith Edition because that was the best way to play the game. Of course. Uh, and I, I had maybe a couple of other knickknacks here and there, but as far as actual merchandise, the first piece of merch that I ever got was this semi-articulate uh, Kylo Ren figure. Because I, I was so excited for, uh, for The Force Awakens. I was like, oh my god. Uh, you know, th this guy looks so cool. I want to know everything about him. And yeah, that, that's how that went. Was this the one that it's about? It's about two feet tall. You no, uh, and he says phrases from the movies. No, it's um, uh, it's a, it's not it's not two feet tall. I'd say it's about, I'd say it's probably about, probably about ten inches tall, and uh, you you can move his arms up and down. You can move his legs back and forth, and he comes with a lightsaber. But um, yeah, the, I mean, it's it, it wasn't anything fancy. I think it cost me like fifteen bucks. But it was the first piece of legitimate Star Wars merch I ever owned, and it's it's I still have it. It's very special to me. First, first piece, first piece of Star Wars merch. Mine's either gonna be I have a Tie Fighter and a Luke Skywalker. Yeah, so I, was able, I was able to put Luke Skywalker in the Tie Fighter and fly it around. Maybe I do know 
we had my brother and I both had some Star Wars underwear. The, the underwear that's fun to wear. And um, I had Han Solo and he had Wicket. And I've still got a pair of Star Wars underoos to this day that I still wear at bedtime sometimes. It's R2D2. Nice. <laughs> I, think, I have one pair of Star Wars underwear, and it's, uh, it's Valentine's Day Chewbacca underwear. Damn, I don't know what you're doing, but. What? It sounds Can like you hear me? Trudging, barely. It sounds like a trudging. Oh, well, I'm, uh, I'm walking around outside right now. Uh, what, what I'm having to do. Uh, since, since we're in the process of moving and my wife is pregnant, so she can't really do much right now, is uh, we have all of the big pieces of furniture moved over to the over to the new house right now. But we still have all the little knickknacks and crap that you know still in the house. So, so what I'm doing is I'm bringing boxes over to pack up. I'm taking them back. I'm unpacking them. I'm bringing them back the next day. Packing them up again. It's a process. Gotcha. Gotcha. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Didn't did did you ever see the movie Trains and Automobiles? Oh, a long time ago. Where that, that one that John one Candy, right? where, where he yeah, John Candy and and uh, uh Steve Martin. Yes. And that one guy came and picked up the picked him up to haul him to the train. And he yells at his wife, get your lazy behind out here. No, no, no. We got oh, she's small, but she's scrawny. Her first baby come out sideways. She oh didn't holler God. or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> your wife, get your lazy behind out here. Oh, my God. I, I, feel, I feel like she'd have a hell of a, a, hell of a talk with me about that. Uh, yeah. Cam would show up next week with a black eye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, be- better than a brown eye, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so we talked first. What's your favorite? What's your favorite piece of Star Wars merchandise? Your your favorite collector? What is the the thing you are most proud of? Like, comes to your house and they say, "Oh, there's Star Wars." Movie. Look at this. What is <sighs> Favorite, favorite piece. Okay, so uh, I have, I've a, I, I probably have a few. Um, so, so, okay, yeah, I, 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 I have a few. So the first one is uh, prior to the release of The Last Jedi, uh, Disney World had an event called Star Wars Galactic Night, or Galactic Nights. I don't remember, I don't remember if it was plural. But, but it was a huge Star Wars celebration at Disney World. And I'd never been to an event like that before. I was so excited. And uh, I, I, went with, I went there with a couple of friends. Uh, my, my wife and I had just started dating at that point. We were together for like a week. And, and, I, and I was like, okay, I'm going. You can't stop me. I'm sorry. And, but I, I went there and I got a, uh, a commemorative Last Jedi poster that I still have love that thing and, and i'm like you can't find this poster anywhere it was just at that event wow um, uh, let's see An- another one would be the first comic-con that i went to with my wife i uh uh I, it was it was tampa bay comic-con and i was walking around all the stands 
and I came, I came across this book stand, and then this this stand had the novelization of the Last Jedi, Jedi, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'll buy it. Why not? I enjoy the Star Wars novelizations. And the guy behind the stand was like, oh hey, you want me to sign that? I was like, who are you? And it, and it, he points to his name tag and it says Jason Fry, and it, and he wow. was the author. Of, he was the author of the book. I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, he he signed that book for me. Um, nice. And man, I, I I I have a lot of Star Wars merch, but I uh, but those are two things that if I ever were to wake up one morning and they were gone, I would be just unbelievably devastated because I will never have. It's not the items themselves that are valuable; it's the experience that came it's, with. Yes, it's those the story items. behind the items. Yes, right? exactly. What about you, Debbie? Well, it'd have to be my lithograms because, I mean, that's the first thing you see when you walk into my front room. They're like, oh, obviously you're a Star Wars. And then they walk into my bedroom and it's like, oh, you're a Star Wars. And you're a Marvel fan. through your bedroom then. Okay. (laughs) And my vinyl. I think if I ever lost my vinyl, uh, I would probably be devastated because that was given to me by my brother who's no longer with us and yeah i would be heartbroken i also have a couple of books that are signed by either the author or the uh artist who did the cover i have um i'm thinking it's a attack of the clones graphic novel nice because i got it at a celebration when it was down in indy and i believe it was by the the artist artist of the graphic novel i have it tucked away in one of my drawers but in my t-shirts i've got slews and tons of t-shirts that you know are from the 80s and 90s I still have. We went to Disney in two thousand Disney World in two thousand and five, and I've got my I've got a Boba Fett shirt that I bought at Disney in two thousand and five. That's nice. Time to time, but it's it's still a, it's one of my older shirts. But um, for me, I'd have to say it's probably uh, probably this thing right here. This uh, this this ATAT here is the Ultimate Collector Series. That's Lego. That's all Lego. It's built to scale for the uh, for the figures. Awesome. So, so like the the little mini figures that are right here, it, mm. it's to scale, and it's amazing. It was I've been waiting for Lego to make one for a long time. It was eight hundred dollars. Oh my god. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Biggest most expensive Lego set I've ever bought. I've never. I think I've never dropped that much money in Lego before. But that's that's my. It's my pride and joy because that's my favorite vehicle in Star Wars, Starship, or anything. Um, I also own them that was given out at um, Celebration 2. And I've showed Debbie this book before. I, Cam, you may have seen it as well. But I've got a book that was given out at Celebration 2. There was 500 copies of this book. Um, it was the Attack of the Clones. It had a different cover to it. 
And in fact, it had a, a sleeve cover to it, so you could pull the book out of the sleeve and then look at it. It was autographed by R.A. Albuquerque. So I own one of these 500 books. I don't know which number it is exactly, but um, but like I said, there was I've never even seen one for sale anymore, ever. And I happened to put mine in a grab bag in Goodwill for 10 bucks. Yeah, my lithograms are signed. All of them are signed by the uh, Hildebrandt brothers, and they are limited editions. Yeah. So they are very near and, and dear to my heart. And at uh, Star Wars Fan Days in 2011, Timothy Zahn was there. <gasps> so so my my heir to the empire trilogy and there was another book he had just written that was out called uh, allegiance i got all my books signed by timothy zahn because he's the man if there was ever somebody that did anything dave filoni has done huge things for star wars john favreau has done huge things for star wars i'd put timothy zahn right up there with him because he really brought everything back from you know, back in the dark times, back in the dark before the empire. Yeah, yeah, because there was a few books that came out, but it wasn't until his books came out that you it know started. the shit hit the fan. Yeah. His <laughs> books came out, and then all of a sudden, like the next year or two, there was like a book or two a month. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I had a hard time keeping up for a while. <laughs> oh, I gave up when the Yuzong Vong uh, Yuzong. Uh, the Vong. Yeah. The Vong I know who you're talking about. Started, I couldn't. I was just, I lost it. I was like, I'm done. I can't keep up with it. It's yeah. Crazy. I finally finished that 19 book series the other day or not. No, it was a couple months ago. I'm on the. Uh... Oh, shoot. I can't remember what the series is, but it, I, it's the one where Jason eventually. Oh, that's the, uh, is that the new Jedi order? Is that what they call it? New Jedi or Fate of the Jedi or something oh, like Fate that. Of, yeah, yeah, maybe the Fate of the Jedi. I'm, I'm on the, I think I'm on the third or fourth book, uh, Betrayal. Oh. Lumina or Lumineer or whatever her name is. You know, she comes back and basically. Wreaks havoc. Yeah. So yeah, I I think in I think in this series I could be wrong. I, I've read these books before, but it's been so long. But I think this is where he turns and we're gonna have to do a show about the books one of these days. I wish my memory oh. was better. <laughs> we lost Cam. Cam jumped out again. Are we are we at an hour? Is that what his thing was? Pretty close. We're at fifty one. Fifty one minutes. Okay. Oh, there he is. Hang on a minute. He's coming. Sorry, I'm not. I'm. Not, I'm not quite sure what happened. I, I'm, I, your audio kept on jumping in and out, and then I was talking, and I wasn't sure if you guys were hearing me. So I was looking at my phone, and it was like completely frozen. Didn't hear anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Debbie, you're talking about the uh, the Legacy of the Force series. Ah. Legacy. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Well, uh, where uh, J uh, Jason Solo becomes uh, Darth Kytus. Darth who? Darth Titus. I've heard it pronounced both ways. Is is it Cadus? Cadus, Kytus. I mean, it's it's okay. However you prefer to pronounce it. Okay, because I was like, oh, I must be not thinking of the right. 
course, me with my senior brain, uh, you know, I when I see it in the book, I can pronounce it in my head, but when it tries to come out my mouth, it, it's it's not good. It's you know, it doesn't translate well to my mouth. <laughs> uh, I, I remember the first Star Wars book that I ever really sat down to read was uh, uh, Maul Shadowhunter. Yes, that was that's a good, a good one. one. And, yeah. and, and Debbie, that, that's the one that I was telling you about a few months back. Uh, that they released an updated, updated version of it on Audible. Uh, well, and it's narrated by Sam Whitwer. So, I watched a podcast uh, today uh, at work because it was kind of slow, and I was doing paperwork. So I thought I want to find a podcast to watch. And it was uh, they were interviewing Sam Whitwer. And I just sat there and drooled. <laughs> I, got to, I got to see him live, front row, you know, center, you know. Nobody. Yeah, and his butt crack. And that was butt great. Crack. That was, that uh, was great. He had plumber crack. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a girl in that podcast and and I was like, how are you sitting there so calmly and you're staring into Sam Whitler's face? I ought to, Dave Pavilion, <laughs> I know you watch these. We want Sam Whitler. We want a special guest, was, Sam Whitler, on our show. Sitting there staring at the crack of Crimson Dawn. <laughs> we will We will love to have him on the show. We can sit and talk about him. I wouldn't be able to talk. I'd just be all. <laughs> Debbie would be starstruck. Yes. She'd, she'd be sitting there trying to ask some questions. It's like, all right, so, uh, so Sam, what got you to voice uh, marry me? Uh, voice acting. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there, there would be several actors I would be very starstruck and terrified. And, I probably and, wouldn't be able to look at him in the face, though. <laughs> and nobody would blame you. That's right. Except for us. <laughs> no, we, you guys would ridicule me. We would laugh at you. That's all. Oh, yeah, she would. <laughs> I would never hear the end of it. You had your chance to talk to Sam, and you didn't do it. Dumbass. <laughs> you maniacs! You blew it up! <laughs> okay. Uh, shameless plugs, Debbie. What you got? I have no clue. Oh. I assume we're doing an MCU Monday, but I haven't heard on what because we had discussed maybe not doing Marvel because there's nothing until February. We thought about talking about something else, I don't know, maybe Lord of the Rings or something, something off, off subject than Marvel. So I haven't heard if we're doing that or not. I, I hope it's soon that it, we hear something so I can watch it. <laughs> Chris, when you watch, we need to know. <laughs> Chris watches these too, I think. Okay. Um, Cam, shameless plugs. Uh, Cam and Focus comes out on the 31st. I'll be covering the uh, the show Tekken Bloodline uh, on, a net, on Netflix. If you're a fan of Tekken, uh, definitely check out the video. And also, on February 19th, uh, it, it, well, actually, it's, it's kind of a tentative date right now because he and I are kind of are kind of working it out. Um, I have an, I have an interview coming up with best-selling author Jonathan Mayberry. Mm. Uh, 
Yes, that, that's going to be on Sunday. We're coordinating the time right now. He and I are kind of uh, talking about 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And if you don't know who Jonathan Mayberry is, uh, he's a New York Times bestselling author. He's won the Bram Stoker Award five times. He also has a show on Netflix. Um, I've been following his work for years. He's one of my all-time favorite writers. Uh, I, I cannot wait to talk to him. I was absolutely ecstatic whenever uh, I reached out to him and he responded with, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Here's my email. Nice. What, what show does he have on Netflix? Oh, I'll be honest. I don't know yet. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't oh. researched that yet, that yet. But it, it, he sent me his. He sent me an email full of his credentials, and uh, and under and like right in the middle of the paragraph, it said a show on Netflix. Let me see if I can find it here. One maybe second. Maybe it's not out yet. Yeah, or maybe it's a uh, maybe it's some other show. He's just kind of like a special guest on kind of thing, like a, uh, like v, v Wars. That's what it is. V Wars. Never v heard. Wars. I, I, I believe he was a writer on that show. Let me see here. Oh. Pull up my handy dandy IMDb. Is this like the show from the 70s and 80s? That was, uh, that was V. Uh, oh, 2019, it says. 2019. I if it's a continuation of, maybe. Uh, yep. Uh, oh, no. Uh, so so the, the show is based on his book, V Wars. Oh. So he's had okay. Out. Well, I'll have to check that one out. I, I was looking for a new show today. I'm glad you brought that up. I can watch me a new show now. There you go. I I, I finished binge watching my last one, and I needed something new. Awesome. I found me in something new then. Okay. Uh, Thursday nights. Uh, Cantina Happy Hour. Don't forget about us. Um, on March the first. On March the first, we are going to be kind of doing a double show. We'll be talking about the Bad Batch for part of the show, but then we talk about Mando Season 3. Actually, it's March the 2nd will be our show. But March the 1st is when Mando Season 3 starts. So we will have Mando Season 3 going on. We will have Bad Batch going on. And I think it uh, Bad Batch goes on for like six weeks into Mando. So, so they're going to release both shows on the same day? I, I that guess. That is weird. Isn't that beater? But yes. <laughs> Whoa, double trouble. But that's okay. <laughs> we love Mando. And we kind of like that batch. Of, uh, Bad Batch plays out. <laughs> we may be looking forward more to Mando than we do Bad Batch. But I wanted to say this here, right here on the Geek News Now Cantina Happy Hour, when Mando starts, we are going to have another giveaway. I've got another huge box of. Mandalorian stuff. Ooh. Not a huge box. It's a tiny box, but it is a box full of Mandalorian stuff. And I'm going to give it away here. We're going to do just like we did with the uh, lithograph that uh, came from um, uh, Jamie Coker, artist. He did a big thing for me, and it was great. He signed it and everything. It was really cool. We gave it away here on the show several months ago. We're doing a Mando giveaway coming up in uh, when Mandalorian starts, and then I've got I still have Lego sets. I need to build live. I've got a bunch of them now. So I actually bought me another one the other day, and I don't know what I did with it. So, oh, by the way, uh, so sorry, David. I'm so sorry to interrupt. I do have no, no, one more uh, one more short shameless plug. So the uh, 
to the, the wonderful fellows of Geek News Now, uh, aka David Gramillion. Uh, know you're watching. Thank you very much. Uh, managed to secure me uh, a press pass for Clarksville Comic Con. Nice. Uh, and, um, and that's going to be on, I believe it's March 18th or 19th. It's one of those days. Uh, it's at, it's just one day. It's in Clarksville, so it's kind of a smaller event, but I'll be there. If anybody's in Clarksville or around the area, come out and see me. I'll be interviewing a whole bunch of local talent out there, so it'll be a good time. Any any uh, big names going to be out there? Yes, actually. So if, it, if you're a Dragon Ball fan, the original voice actor for Frieza from the, from the original Dragon Ball Z series, uh, Linda Young, is going to be there. Wow. I end up. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I have a, a Frieza Pop Funko that I ordered that's on the way right now that I'm going to have her sign. So, hoorah. Nice. I, I met the guy once that did the voice of Master Roshi. Hey, nice. And um, I got him to sign something. My brother's a big Dragon Ball fan, so and his birthday was coming up. So I was like, oh, hey, birthday <laughs> present. Hey, look what I got you. Hey, Master nice. Roshi's autograph. <laughs> so, anyway. All right, well, that'll be it for us tonight, then. We welcome back. You're always welcome to come join us every Thursday night. We're always here talking about Star Wars, talking about whatever's happening within the Star Wars universe. Sometimes we get sidetracked to talk about our collectibles and our love of Star Wars, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. So, anyway, we will see you all next Thursday night. And may the force be with you 